I used to talk to you about, I don't know why, I think I told you back in the day, man, when I was a kid, I was kind of like a physics enthusiast. I was reading like Brian Greene and yeah. like uh, about string theory. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I was just, it was just pretty interesting to me, man. And like, and, uh, I never got around, like if I would have gone and studied like a science, I think it would have been physics. That would have been something that would, you know, kind of interesting. Yeah, like astrophysics is, is pretty cool because you have to like, you have to like study a bunch of physics you know, it's not just applied phys- like you have to know kind of all physics because it's you know and some you know geology chemistry yeah. and everything because planets star makeup you know yeah. electron degeneracy pressures stuff like that but no i think we used to talk about that when we were looking up at the stars at night in afghanistan and being like god damn you know like were you guys cuddling yeah Maybe. always if you're not what the oh, fuck are you doing out there yeah <laughs> it's it's got to be somewhere well Dude, i think they, i mean yeah. shit there, there was one time, I remember that first time, I remember that first time we helped wash each other on a pallet with the water <laughs> bottles. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I tell people, like, yeah, oh. Like we would, we would like, fuck it. Or, or we would get in that pool, too, remember? We had, like, there was, like, a, like a big old, fit, like, a big big tank, man, and they cut it in half, and they made it into, like, a, like a tub, right? Like a little yeah, because they used a pump, and there was, that, there was an, a little aquifer below the land. Yeah, and they used, like, a pump to pull it up into that thing. That was pretty impressive. So, <laughs> yeah. And some haters took it down. Yeah. I'm not going to mention any names. But... <laughs> yeah, there were yeah. some haters out there. Yeah, we, we, we were like six dudes in a tub, man. Like, uh, And I'm pretty sure I remember a few people going in there, but I think we all went in there butt-ass naked. At one point, know. you got to. It just feels nice. <laughs> little it's, little yeah. sponge bath it's action. It's weird. People don't understand like how much different it is having your shit off completely. A pair of shorts and not having shorts on in the water, it feels so much different. Just the same when you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dick just feels better. True, man. It just feels true. nice. Like except I can't I can't sleep naked because I always think like what if something happened and I had to get up and go? Like you don't want to see my naked ass running at, which if someone broke yeah. in my house, that'd be kind of funny. See yeah. my big fat naked ass you, coming after him. You but... shine a flashlight in your eyes and say so immediately look down and just see a dick. But like no, like, I think more like if there was like a fire or something like that. I don't want to have to be butt butt ass naked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why a lot of the time I just wear like ranger panties if I'm not sleeping naked. Because it's the bare minimum, but it still has some protection, you know. We're not running outside in a loincloth or anything. But So when's the last time you guys saw each other? Ranger panties. Yeah, like two thousand twelve. You haven't seen each other that long? Alaska, yeah, Alaska. Wow. 2012. It's a long yeah. time. Yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone everyone lives I on this side of the country, you know? Yeah. yeah. Where, where You live down in Texas? I live in Corpus Christi. Okay, yeah. Corpus Christi, Texas. So it's like, it's like, we're about... Uh, shoot. I don't know, about maybe two hours, approximately, like, in order. So, uh... Yeah, man, it's in Cork because it's hot. Uh, by the beach, so I go fishing a lot, but uh, it's, it's where I grew up. You know, I actually grew up in Robstown. Um, Robstown's like maybe 15 minutes away, um, but Corpus is like your bigger, bigger city where you can kind of find all the jobs and whatnot. So it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of, I mean, it's okay area. I'm just used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no Fairbanks when it comes to hunting and fishing and whatnot. But right. Goodbye. You get by, man. I've been wanting to go visit Kevin. I know. Have you have you ever been to Idaho? I know, man. I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, you should. What kind of, you should. What kind of uh, uh, hunting and fishing? Uh, I guess uh, scene do you get to have? 
It's Idaho's kind of known for that. Yeah, it's it's an outdoors. Yeah, it's a outdoorsman kind of place. Big know? time outdoorsy state, especially like the area we live in here, like the Boise area. We're surrounded by by mountains on one side and then desert on the other side. So you have all sorts of outdoor stuff around here and a lot of hunting, hunting and fishing. Yeah. No, you just got <clears throat> just got to do a road trip. Yeah, man, that's fine. It only takes like. 18, yeah, 18 days. You to, know, I would say that. Yeah. I was gonna say it only takes like eighteen days I, to I drive across Texas. And, yeah. You know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I drove to uh, Austin's about what three? I don't know. Austin's maybe about three and a half hours, maybe. And you're like barely in central Texas, right? So then mm-hmm. you still got another, I don't know, a good few hours to get to Dallas or whatnot. So yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a ride. You know, it's a big state. You know. Uh, it's got a, I enjoy it. I, I, you know, I love Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Uh, you know, this is somewhere that uh, I want to. You know, I already have, I guess, roots here. But I, I mean, I definitely want to stay here. But I, I don't mind like going and visiting friends like you. I definitely want to go visit uh, Kinsler too. You know, Kinsler. You know, I, I would say you and Kinsler. He's uh, my old boss in the army, man. Probably the only two guys I really keep up with somewhat consistently. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. Where's he living now? To be honest, I thought he said he was in Louisiana. He's okay. originally from Missouri, but I think he was—he's—he's he's been kind of going here and there for uh, depending on where they need him, right? Because he's still in the army. I think he's about to retire. Yeah, I would imagine. So, um, yeah, he's been—he's been around there for a while. Yeah, I think it was in Washington. He's in Louisiana, and all that stuff, and, and definitely. Uh, you know, actually, I was texting him the other day, man. He was talking about, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I think he was talking about joining Border Patrol or something. <laughs> to go, uh, I guess he's looking for a job after, uh, after he retires. And, you know, I think, you know, he's kind of in one of those kind of predicaments that I think a lot of veterans kind of, when they get out, sometimes you're like, man, what, what do I, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, you can get out as a goddamn <clears throat> Sergeant Major and nobody gives a fuck. You're a child all over again. You're like, oh, I, yeah. What are you going to do? Manage a Best Buy? Like, it sucks. You know, but if you you stay in the full time and then you decide you want to go to school, and now you're going to school at 40, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, shit, my counselor went to school at like 45, you know, like, you know, I guess that's just an ego thing, but it still is kind of hard because especially he's got like, what, four kids, you know? Yeah, man, it's not as easy. Exactly. You know, even as a single guy, you know, it's still, if you're a guy at 40 with no kids or whatnot, you're still going to, you know, there's, there's stuff that you're not, you know, uh, you may not have used a lot of these concepts or whatnot. You haven't done algebra, you know, or any of that shit in a long time. So yeah. Like, you're going to have to you know, eat, uh, eat shit for a while, is, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah. Man. And you'll see them, though, man. Like, I went to school, you know, here in Kingsville when I graduated. And I, uh, I saw some guy. I was a little older. I was probably older. I'm pretty sure you're you're a little older than the average, uh, you know, person getting a bachelor's degree. But you know, but there's guys there, man. They're like 50, still getting a degree, man, and, and they're doing it because they want to come back and it's one of their goals. And that, that's awesome, man. I think that's awesome. But it's still like it's a little more. I guess there's more obstacles to it, or uh, than somebody who's just straight out of high school. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got. You did get your master's, right? Yeah, man, I got my master. I, I got my bachelor's degree, 
I studied psychology. Um, I don't know. At, at the time, I was, you know, considering going being a cop or whatnot. Actually, yeah, I was considering going being a cop. Then I had a change of heart. And then uh, I was like, man, I need to do get a degree in something that I can find a job that's, you know, uh, worthwhile around here. Uh, and I studied uh, industrial management at AM Kingsville. And uh, it, it helped out, man. It was something more practical. Something a little bit more practical, I think, for, for my area. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. It was, it's interesting, man. It's, it's interesting. I, 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 I actually, I tell a lot of vets that, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, man. This is for me, because whenever I, uh, kind of when I went to school, I was kind of having a hard time, like, just drinking a lot, you know, uh, you know kind of like not, for, not knowing where I was, what I was going to do and whatnot, man. So I ended up uh, going to school, man. And for me, it helped me out a lot, even though, some of it's like bullshit or whatnot, but uh, it helped me out a lot. Man. I would say it kind of put me back on track where if I wouldn't have gone to school, I'd probably be doing some dumb shit. Gave, yeah. gave you some goals. You know I mean? Yeah, direction. You had that direction, you have a goal. and mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm not just going to be like complacent and sitting in life and just hanging out. Like I got to, you know, get do something. Well, we preach about that on here all the time. Preach. Like, preach. But no, like yeah. it's good to have have things to do. And yeah. things to keep you busy and something to strive towards. Yeah. Because, I mean, when, you know, considering being in the Army for a few years, you become task purpose oriented. What's my goal? Whose ass do I have to kick? What am I doing? And how well am I going to do it? And then you're like, oh, no. Like, now I have to figure out how to do this all on my own. What's my mission? What's my objective? What's my op order? What am I supposed to be doing? You know? Um, yeah. So it's so much harder sometimes to go from one whole uh, basically a paradigm shift, you know, it really is. Yeah. Um, and, and looking back on it, cause I remember you and I were like the same age, you know, yeah. and like we thought we were grown ass men, but when I look at like 22 year olds now. I'm like, God damn, they're fucking babies. <laughs> they're babies. They don't yeah. know anything. Like, I, uh, and, then, and then immediately like gave me like a, fl- not flashback, but like that memory of like that one time he, <laughs> was too like one time like we ran up into that guard tower i don't want to call it guard tower i want to call it it's like plywood yeah. plywood on hesco's it wasn't really a guard tower and we like we like deboed it yeah. i don't know who was in it but we were just like get the fuck out of here dude like get the fuck out of here like we don't want you to see what we're doing and then we, we didn't <laughs> oh, even we, that time yeah, we, yeah, yeah that I time I know what time you're talking about yeah we just kicked some dude out of the tower when the cop was taking contact and then like we didn't even radio anybody. We just started you shooting at fools. Somebody got, somebody got their ass chewed. I did. I almost got like court-martialed for that. <laughs> like, so you can't just go around. Yeah, you can't just go around shooting people with binos. Like, why not? Like, but you know, but it's funny is you know who inst- remember who instigated that? It was Captain Martinez, the the ODA commander. Remember oh, he was really? sitting on the Hesco next to that. us. I can't really see him. You guys are just you should just shoot his ass. Like, all right, yeah. like. <laughs> Just, is that the one you've talked about before where you shot the guy in the collarbone or whatever? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I told you, yeah. So, that's funny, man. God, that was so funny because, like, we go we go back and that new first sergeant we had, uh, Richard, Richard, Rich, Dick, Rick, Dick, yeah, dude, Big Dick Rick, yeah, Big Dick Rick was like, you know, do you know the max effective range of the M110 SAS, like, serial number, you know, yada? I'm like, yeah, I fucking do, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. And I'm pretty good. And I did it offhand. I wasn't like in the fucking prone, 
you know, wounding people at 500 or I don't know, maybe it was 500 meters. It was like, that was an offhand shot. That was pretty impressive, bro. Like, like, like get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, I know the max effective range. It's 500 meters. Yeah. Oh, the max, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think he said he was, he was, uh, I think he said something like, uh, oh, he was just on his phone. We're like, nah, that motherfucker was a, for- he was a foreign observer. Yeah, he was for sure. We saw the glint on his binos. Like he clearly had binos. Yeah. It was on his phone. Yeah. And the fact that when he shot, we, we, cause you shot at him too. And he didn't move. Like he was like, maybe if I just don't move, they won't see me. Like, <laughs> and then there was you like, and like right around the same period. I mean, the normal person, if you shoot at him, you're going to fucking move. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> that was right around the same time. Like you, you almost like killed a whole family in a, a bus or something <laughs> like a van. When you like, you were just like. Where it's like, I think you're 800 meters out. And you started dropping, you started dropping mortar rounds like 400 meters. <laughs> and there was like, a, there was like a bunch of families trying to escape. Well, and they're in their little vans and like escaping. A, 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 a dad and a donkey cart. Yeah. In a donkey cart. <laughs> or something like that. And, and yeah. uh, they were trying to, they were like, hey, uh, so I was like, dude, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm shooting like uh, handheld. I mean, I got to be able to kind of see what I'm looking at. You're kind of like, we're shooting from the Hescos. I shot from on top of the Hescos or whatnot. And he was like 300 meters. And I was like, kind of, he kind of pointed that area. So I kind of just like Kentucky winded it a little bit. And yeah. kind of, you know, kind of just spitballed it. And I was like, all right. So I just dropped it. And then I saw it. It landed probably like, I don't know, 25 meters away from, from this kid and his dad or whatnot. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, my bad. My bad. <laughs> fuck, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I know. <laughs> all right. Like these people, it's so funny because these people over there <clears throat> are so used to it. Like they're just like, oh man, luckily we didn't die. Like they just get out of there and then they wave at you. Like in America, people have to like recover for years if like someone accosts them in a Walmart parking lot, you know? Like, well, a little different than like a war torn country. Right. Yeah. We're just so different people, you know? Um, it's all relative. Yeah. It's some people just, you don't grow up around it. So the littlest things can just blow their whole life up and then over there it's like this is just a fucking wednesday mm-hmm. like <laughs> you know yeah you know what they didn't like i remember that man and and i remember they weren't like oh my god like running or nothing they just like just kept going on about their business man i was like all right yeah cool. maybe hit the donkey a little bit harder with them or something they took off but yeah that was an interesting day <laughs> yeah yeah there's a, there a lot of interesting days man yeah yeah, I still, yeah, I still remember that time. Like, uh, I remember that one time where, like, it's just funny how I guess you and I were wired kind of the same way. Cause I remember that one we got into when we were with the commander when I was trying to like go beat up those kids with the kites, but he wouldn't let me. Yeah. And then like Johnson was there and he didn't know what to do, and so you and I are like running around putting people in positions, and then we were doing like the we cleared some house behind us and stuff, and like I remembered stuff like that. Where I was like, God damn, like we were kind of a mess because on my first deployment, all the NCOs had their shit together, had a plan, knew what to do. And then we were in firefights yeah. and like guys like us who were like junior non-commission officers are running around trying to put everything together, you know, and that's not necessarily the way it was, should have been, you know, but we just had to step up and do it, you know, yeah. not that there wasn't squared away E6s and stuff. There definitely was. It just wasn't the same yeah. as my previous yeah. experience, you know, 
And I just think that's a lot of that's just like as you're going on yeah. in the war, more guys get out yeah. and get out, and then all the a lot of guys get promoted really quickly and maybe not not ready for it or yeah, I don't know. I think I saw that. I think I did see over two and a half years there in fives or whatever. And that I don't know, to me that seems pretty quick. Uh, I mean but I mean you know, it's it's just one of those things that I guess, you know, uh, hopefully uh, they just learn from those experiences and try to kind of uh, not make that same mistake down the road, you know. But yeah. Who knows, man? I think I got promoted to E5 about three and a half, four year mark. Yeah. Or some shit like that. And then uh, Rich Chandler, uh, I got promoted while I was in, uh, I went to uh, CAF and I got promoted. I saw my, uh, I made points, right? I was like, fuck it, I'm going to wear it. And then I got back and uh, Rick told me, hey, uh, who pinned you? I said, Department of the Arm, motherfucker. I was like, what do you mean, who pinned me? <laughs> so, like, I guess it's ceremonial that somebody fucking. Shit. I was like, I was like, I'm an E5, uh, the Department of the Army. You know, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck you, dick. <clears throat> it is what it is. How, how long were you in? How long was I in? I was in for since 2007 to 2012. Hmm. So, yeah, man, I went to Iraq. Iraq was really boring for me, though. Um, you know, I think did you you did you go you went to Iraq, right, Kevin? Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, I actually went around the same time too. I went oh eight oh nine. Yeah, for me it was kind of boring. I mean, I was a mortarman, right? So it's mortar in, in a depends on what kind of like. So I, in, when I was with First Cavalry Division, we were like heavy infantry, right? So. We wouldn't go out and do foot patrols with dismounted 60s, um, you know, with, uh, with the 11 Bravos or the infantrymen and whatnot. We would just be at uh, Duhagan, Gun, which is basically um, we would just be at stationary place and we'd have um, big 120 millimeter mortar systems and people would maybe call in fire or whatnot. So, but we, would, we wouldn't do that very often. And Iraq was kind of dying down at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was for sure, especially 2009. So you guys came together after you were both in Iraq. Uh huh. And then you guys went to Afghanistan together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I knew a few guys for both deployments. They went to base, like McDonald. We were went to basic training together. Both deployments. Um. Same with. Uh, oh my god! I'm a brain fart. Um. Oh, the chubby kid, the funny guy. He's the driver when we got hit by that one IED. Adamson. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think it's kind of a short dude. Yeah, Adamson. The one, I know the what you're one, talking about. Man. The one who it's like... Funny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like right, right into Afghanistan, he just some for some reason told me, he's like, yeah, one day went out to the range and I shot my Kevlar and there's like a bullet hole in it. I'm like, God damn it, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> so like we deployed this hole in his helmet, dude. And, uh... Obviously, Cook. Cook, I knew since basic. The right, yeah. So, I guess just those three. Yeah. And, oh, and Calhoun. Yeah, Calhoun, both deployments. So, it was surprising how many guys were both, and, you know, kind of stayed around for both, you know, because a lot of us just didn't yeah. get ETS after three years. We were just like, eh, we're just going to deploy with everybody again, you know. Um, 
and do the five year yeah. thing. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah. When we first met, yeah, it was, yeah. Right when you got there. Cause I was, I can't remember exactly when it was, but yeah, we didn't talk a whole lot at first, but I was doing my thing. You were doing your thing. Yeah. Well, because if you think about it, like if we are, like if we're like, uh, we were like headquarters platoon technically, but yeah. like outside of, outside of Afghanistan, we wouldn't really interact that much because we have no, no need. We wouldn't like gather or train together or whatnot. You know what I mean? No, no. I, I always wanted to. I was like, man, let's do PT. Everybody's like, be exciting. I always wanted to work out with like the group and everything, but we'd show up and then, you know, we just have to dip out. You know what I mean? It wasn't my choice. It's like, all right, fine. I guess we're dipping out. I'll go take a nap and I'll work out later. Like, but I wanted to, I was excited to get up in the morning, go do PT and kick everyone's ass, you know, but so was Randy fucking (laughs) Ranger Rick, Ranger Randy. Yeah. I actually, we were talking quite a bit for a while and then maybe about a year ago, almost we stopped talking again, but he was just trying to get out and everything, I think. And he was still in Italy, I want to say, but yeah, I think he's doing good. He's a good kid, man. Uh, he's a good kid, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good kid. I think he got a lot, you know, uh, you know, it didn't surprise me that he went to ranger school and was successful or whatnot. He was, you know, uh, he was a, you know, very uh, kind of, kind of, I want to say a company man, but he'd do whatever you tell him to do kind of guy. You yeah. Know? Always willing to learn, do more like to work out. Only took the shit serious. So, yeah, yeah, he's a good kid, man. Definitely, I, I I've talked to him several times, but uh, it's it's been a while. I think he asked me for some advice on something one time. Um, I think like some VA stuff or something like that. But uh, after that, yeah, definitely, I haven't talked to him in a while. I shoot him a text sometime soon. Yeah, it's got to be hard to be able to keep in touch with all the guys. Like no matter what, if you come from the military. Or if you, like, even go back to high school, it's hard to keep in touch with people when you go, when you live in different places and when you go your own paths in life. Yeah, you're busy, you live in a different place. It's yeah. like, well, like, I didn't think you and I would ever come back together the way we have because mm-hmm. you were living a totally different life than me for a long time. And it just, it was just coincidence, I think, that, that we kind of came back together and, cuddled it up again you know yeah cuddled it up <laughs> no but i mean like even after you moved back we we would only see each other when we'd get together with everybody right like watch fights or whatever we were doing and then what two years ago three years ago we kind of started yeah getting a little closer again well yeah when i came back i was hanging i was doing the gym thing so much that's all i was focused on so when yeah. i did hang out with somebody it was like bonito or brian yeah well and that was you my know? that was the initial point for me yeah and you kind of get back together because I started going to your gym but it didn't start till a couple of years after that where we actually we would hang out without everybody else right yeah so yeah anyways so yeah when you go to different ways man it's hard especially if you live in different places it's hard yeah really hard to stay in yeah contact. and then and then like when you're getting out of the military like I said you're eating shit all over again so it's not like you have money like okay I'm gonna take a vacation and go on a road trip and see my buddies it's like no I'm like I'm hustling. I'm getting, trying to get through school, trying to work or whatever, yep. you know, like you got to get to a place where like, wow, I'm an adult now again, and I can take some leave, some vacation and go do stuff like that, you know? Well, and having the money to travel and right. shit like that is not easy. Right. But no, I, that's why I like the, like, yeah, 
I think it'd be fun, like especially this you know summer. Like, I might take one class, but I've been going full time through the summers. You know, to knock this out in three years. So you've, you've been fucking jam packed. Yeah, so I might just do that. So I have time to do that. Like, cool. Let's just go on a road trip. Let's meet up. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just fucking drive to the coast, or whatever, and just do something. Yeah. You know. Well, and you you know you've expressed how you want to do like some traveling podcasts. Yeah. Be cool to have time to do that and go hit somebody. Like we're gonna do one in April, I think it is. Or May, we're going over to Utah, but mm-hmm. that's close. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. So, I have a question for you. I asked this to our last guest, too, because I, f- I find it interesting. Why did you Why did you join the military? What made you want to go that path? Um, I, I think I watched uh, Rambo First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, and you, to be honest, though, I mean, this is kind of stupid, but I mean, I would say stuff like that kind of influenced me. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was kind of very, uh, I don't know, I always felt like it was a macho thing to do, man. And I always felt like it was very uh, uh, patriotic. And my dad kind of was a patriotic guy, also uh, kind of very like macho kind of guy. And I always felt like that's like the pinnacle of what you can do, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, especially, uh, you know, uh, going to Afghanistan doing what you do over there, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I, you can't, you're never going to get those experiences really anywhere else. You know what I mean? I was like, man, this is something that I want to do. I didn't want to leave the army cause I went to Iraq and I really didn't do, I didn't get what I wanted was like the full experience. Right. And I was like, I was, I didn't get that in Iraq and Afghanistan was a different story. Right. So I got more of those experiences and I was like, man, okay. All right. After that, all right, I'm good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So but yeah, I would say that, I mean, I don't know if it sounds funny, but I would say some of that shit uh, kind of influenced me. Uh, I think that's common, though. Yeah. That's pretty common. Like, I remember when I was a kid, the movie for me was Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hit fire oh, on, oh, hit fire oh, on dude, the M16s, dude. That was the movie, man. <laughs> and I remember as a kid thinking, like, dude, I want to do that shit. I didn't end up joining, but Commando, like, that was masculinity at its finest. And I remember I was watching that movie when I was, like, eight years old and I've gone back as an adult and watched that movie. I'm like, what the fuck were my parents thinking? Let me watch that. Cause yes. for, it was very risque for that early on. I mean, there was boobs and death and all sorts of shit in that movie. It's still a good biceps. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to hit fire an M16 with a 30 round magazine, but have it fire like 1200 rounds before a mag change. <laughs> like that was like, that's what I wanted to do. Like, all right, dude, this is fucking this was sort of like wizard here. Now, um, yeah, I I, w- I don't know if had any movies inspire me though. Um, that's interesting. I wouldn't say it like was like the like the you know I, it wasn't like the probably the main thing that inspired me to join. But I wouldn't say that I would say that it helped. I mean, I mean it's part it's part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, but like I mean, I know some people join for benefits, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I, when I joined, I, I never had any. No. You know, uh, I didn't care about going to school or nothing, man. I I, can't, I could care less. What I wanted to do was uh, do what you what people what I think some people do to join the army. What 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 I think is what, why everyone would want to join the army, right? So, I mean, do shit that you can't do anywhere else. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think I like that question. I like I, that like we asked Jeff that question mm-hmm. because everybody does things in life for a different reason, and joining the military is like a big thing to do. Yeah. So I always wonder, like, because I know some people, like, they're like, that was my last option. Right. That's all I all I could do to get out of where I was or whatever. But I, I yeah. always, I always, want, I'm, 
I'm getting an education doing this podcast on like veterans because mm-hmm. this, this podcast has turned into like a veteran centric podcast big time. And that wasn't what we were planning in the beginning, but it's kind of what's happening. I'm, I, I like it because. Right. Well, it's because a lot of that too is just the fact that like we've talked about a lot. We're not liberal. We're not, you know, far right. We're like people are just use common sense and have good values and character development. Yeah. In, with, yeah. Instilled within us. And so you're going to attract people like that. People that are fucking hate themselves and stuck to one side or the other don't want to listen to people speak honestly mm-hmm. and don't want to listen to something that may hit them and realize that's me and it's going to make them feel like shit about themselves because their ego can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find people who are a lot of veterans who have that humility, who've been through some shit and are like, yeah, totally. Common sense. That's all you got to do. Be a good person. Be common sense. Don't be complacent in your life. Yeah. I, so it's, you're gonna... I've noticed with me, man, I, I get along very well with guys that are veterans. Yeah. And I just, just like the mentality most veterans have, and not all, nobody's the same, obviously. But I've always just gotten along like with the mentality of, of those guys. And like you just said, I think it's because of that's the way most of them think, kind of like me. Yeah. Kind yeah. of middle of the road on a lot of things. And, mm hmm. No, it it was always uh yeah. So Mario, did you vote for Trump or I voted for Trump. But but I mean I voted for Trump um I voted for Trump both times, man, but um I, I'm more of in between, you know, I don't like all the shit he says or what he does. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it, it's I also don't like people telling me how to think or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That was that was actually a joke question, but because <laughs> I, I always mess with people with that, but no, like, I, I think that's a good point you just made was people assume, like, if someone's like a certain nationality or there's something this, that they did or didn't vote a certain way. Yeah. And it's like, that doesn't, that doesn't make, you know, the, the difference there always. Well, like, just like people say, oh, you're a veteran. Oh, so you <clears throat> voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah. Why is it political? Because I served, right? Like, what the fuck? Like, I was the same way. I absolutely would not have voted for Biden. Not because I like Trump. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's just, I think some of the policies were much better and more put, well, more well put together, you know? Um, and, and also, yeah, like they said, I don't want people telling me what to do. I don't want a fascist calling me a fascist because they don't know what it means because they're not educated. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you don't have to be educated. That's a simple term with a simple understanding what fascism is. And then you have a bunch of fascist kids Saying you can't say this, you can't do this, you can't show that on Instagram, you can't do all that, but you're a fascist. Like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> dude, people assume because I'm a fat white dude that wears like a ball cap all the time that I'm super Republican. Right. And I'm not. Where's your F one fifty? Yeah, and I'm I'm just not, man. <laughs> I I don't understand how somebody can see everything on one side, no matter what side it is. Yeah. Because I don't agree with everything on either side. And I think if you do your priorities are mixed up. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think like you have like the right, the left freedom is what you should be looking at. Like who wants the more, more freedom. And I think that's, that's important. But yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. And the, yeah. And the more <clears throat> back to that point again, from earlier, like the more chaotic your life is, the less politics really matter. You know, do politics really matter when you're in a war zone? No, obviously they don't, you know, does football matter? No, fuck no. It actually used to irritate me. People were like, oh man, I wonder what like so-and-so is doing right now in the games. 
Like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. They don't give a fuck about you. I remember when you were, after you were out, you'd been out for a long time. Like, a lot of the guys we hang out with are super into sports. And you're like, why do you guys fucking care? Like, you said that's exactly what you just said. They don't care about you. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. But to to some people, man, sports is fucking everything. I know. Yeah. And that's sad. Go on a, go on a hike, go do something cool so that you don't have to focus on what other people are doing. I I don't necessarily think it's sad. Like you're right. It's not sad. Sorry. It's good to have, to have interests. (laughs) I'm an asshole. That's what it is. But you know what I mean? Like it's good to have interests in things. And if sports is going to wear a cowboy shirt, (laughs) (laughs) but like if sports is your interest, then that's cool. Yeah. But I think anything. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I haven't really watched much lately, but like, I think if anything that you're into is your whole identity, then yeah, something's fucked up. Like if sports is everything you're about, or if politics is everything you're about, you're not a very interesting person. Right. You don't have much going on. Right. You're not fixing yourself. You're trying to fix everybody else yeah. and focus on something else. And yeah, but there's nothing wrong with like, like, like I love fucking MMA, but I'm not, that's not my whole personality. Yeah. There's more to me than liking a sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I would call, I don't want to call it a sport, but is almost just as fine tuned. Sometimes it can be like more, right? Like, like around that one mission, like I'm not gonna go into details and stuff, but like, um, where I remember calling up, it was where I was engaging like that battalion commander, that Afghan battalion commander stuff. And I was in some other guys and one guy that was unarmed, but whatever. Yeah. Coming dude. He owned the whole compound. So, um, it was like coordinating with you guys sending in mortars on that mission. And it's kind of interesting because you guys don't see what we're seeing. You guys were shooting the, uh, the one twenties on this yeah. one. You guys are shooting one twenties and it's like, okay, you're a few clicks away. Like all you're relying literally on what I'm observing on the battlefield, where the guys are at and the distance from my location on the, from using like a yeah. GRG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like how accurate that was. I still remember a lot of that in my mind. Like, like it was starting to get pretty bad. There was more than we thought. They just can't, they just were like fucking, I don't know, like cockroaches. They just came out of nowhere. There was like, Oh, there's one guy. Then there's like three, maybe five. And then it's, you know, there's like maybe 20. I don't know. There was everywhere. And then all of a sudden, so we're calling in quick. My legs are shaking. I don't even like, I'm just like reacting. And then all of a sudden the, the like the, the shaking, there we go. Shaking bake was coming in, dude, coming in real hot. Like that's a sport. Like it's gross to say that, but it really is. Cause like we were coordinating over the radio. We're quick, you know, adrenaline's rushing. And then next thing you know, like you just see a dude and then you see fucking a big puff of like dirt, just like a big building thing of dirt. Like, I think that's why they, they compare things like football to the military so often. Cause it's similar. Right. Like, you know, they say we're in the trenches and shit like that in football. Right. Which no, you're nowhere near fucking yeah. anything as serious as war, but you have somebody commanding everybody you have, you know, everybody has their place and there's similarities. And so right. I think that's why, like what you just said, that sounds like a sport. You're, right. co- you're coordinating to have a certain thing happen. And that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get overtaken and yeah, it's just interesting. Like how, yeah. How like in tune you can be. I just think even with when everything's that hectic, you know, it's that hectic and your adrenaline's yeah. rushing and you're still getting people to drop mortars right on top of dudes. Like, Fuck yeah. yeah. You know, it's very accurate. It's, you know, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been like, no one knows what they're doing. And this is just a shit can. This is a shit yeah. show, you know, 
But yeah, man, shake and bakes, man. They're, those are uh, just for, I guess, people that don't know what that is, right? So essentially, it's uh, Willie P and HE. So Willie P, white phosphorus and uh, and high explosive, right? And uh, you uh, basically, white phosphorus kind of burns you or whatnot. Not burn, it burns. So, you know, it's, it's used to also for like screening for like, it's basically smoke too. So mm-hmm. it's used for screening missions and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, man, that's, that was kind of our, uh, that was our uh, cup of tea right there, man. We would always try to, do uh, shake and bake whenever possible uh and uh we try to like a lot of times uh we do proximity right so like that way it, it blows up kind of above the ground a little bit too yeah so uh, yeah man that, that, that was our that was our that was our, our shit right there i uh, remember that. yeah i know i remember we got awarded with mustaches after that it was for me getting it was like it was just the numbers were interesting it was funny because i had a 300 win mag and it was like all right, Kevin got a bunch of kills with a three and one mag, and the mortar team dropped three hundred mortar rounds in one firefight. So we got the it was called like the three hundred mustache club. <laughs> so, so they let you grow mustaches. Yeah, like grow, we grew all grew mustaches for like what was it like three weeks or a month or something. You, speaking of, you should grow your fucking mustache back. I know you. You, if I could grow a good mustache like you, I would, but I can't. <laughs> That Nordic, that Nordic in them. That's right. Viking. Well, like for for like one episode, one episode of this, you had like the the mustache and like the little goatee thing going yeah. on that you pull it off and then you fucking shave it off. It's cause I, when I get an anxiety, I don't want to like everybody would judge me when I get anxious. I start shaving body hair off my body. That's a very common thing. Like I go get a haircut or I shave my face or like start like trimming up my legs or something. There's like, some people that just fucking pull their hair out. Literally. I know. I know. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that's funny, man. I think those, those are a lot of good stories though, man. Like definitely. Um, there's a lot, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I shoot. I know, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, between, I don't know if you feel this way sometimes, man, because sometimes, like, uh, when normal people would be stressed about certain things, man, like, I find it hard to be stressed sometimes, because, you know, when you're in situations like that, you're in some of the most stressful situations anybody can be in, so now, it's like, you know, what can stress me out now, you know what I mean, and I think about it sometimes, I'm like, well, you know, I, there's guys that we went to deployment with, that would give to have some sort of feeling or stress like that now, you know what I mean? And so I think about that and I'm like, I'm good, man. I just got to keep going, you know, keep moving on. But yeah, definitely. man. I agree with you. Yeah. No. And and everyone's, you know, some, well, and after the fact, you know, sometimes it's those, you know, it can be negative where you have like triggers, you know, like something stresses you out in a way you react to it back to the way yeah. you were trained to react. You react with hate, hatred and violence, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, it can be something, it can be nothing. Somebody cutting you off from traffic or taking your parking spot at REI and you react back to that. It's I'll fucking show you, you know, versus just, yeah. Oh man, what a dick. All right. You know, so you have to like, it's hard. You have to try to overcome <laughs> that training and try to become a real person again, you know? Well, yeah. what Mario was just saying, like that's been a theme on this podcast yeah. is talking about when you have more important things and you have struggle, the little things don't seem so bad, so big anymore. Right. That's what we got to do when we start t- selling t-shirts, something about struggle. We talk about it so fucking much on here. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a, if we knew a meteor was coming and it was going to hit us in two years, everybody'd come together. Yeah. No one's going to be worrying about what fucking name they're called yeah. or what sexuality they are. That doesn't matter anymore. It's, 
okay, where's my family? It's Who, time time to survive. I'm going to love some people and make sure this is this goes out well, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you stop worrying about that shit. It, you worry about that because it's too easy just to survive in America, it, you know? It's all perspective, you know? Because there is people who have a quote-unquote easy life. Right. And, oh, and, sure. and they don't know. They don't know struggle. Their yeah. struggle is different than mine than yours. Yeah. And yeah, to them, it's a big fucking deal. But in the grand scheme of things, like, there's way worse places you could be, man. Yeah. yeah. You'd be dead, man. I mean, that's how I see it. I mean, you could, you know, like I said, like there's some guys maybe didn't make it back, man. And those mm-hmm. guys, you know, you know, uh, they, you know, they wish they could do have those kind of feelings or problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They wish they could be sitting at a in traffic, stuck in traffic. Yeah. Well, all all but yeah. one of the guys that died in our deployment, all from a company alone, all but one had at least two kids, if not three or four. It's like that's rough. That's a lot of kids are going to be growing up without a dad. And it's not because he abandoned them or was a shit bag, mm-hmm. you know, and they have to try to cope with that for the rest of their life. Like, and try to come to terms with that and be good people and be supportive and be supported. You know, it's rough. The death, death is rough anytime for people, you know, but when you put kids into the mix, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate. Like I had a good friend, you know, we both kind of grew up with who passed away this year. And he's got two little boys, man. And it's like, fuck. They just lost their dad. Yeah. Like, that is, it's unfortunate, but also you can't do anything about it. So it's like, you can't dwell on things like that either. Yeah. It's, it's, it makes our kids make everything a little more important, you know? A little harder. Yeah. A little harder, but death for sure. When they lose, lose somebody, that's, yeah. that's not easy. Yeah. It's almost like it's oh, selfish yeah. to have kids. <laughs> yeah well and some sometimes that that's the case you know yeah there's some people that have kids who can't take care of their kids yeah and i look at that as very selfish mm-hmm. yep but who am i to judge right <laughs> no i mean that's that's spot on i mean yeah i mean we both know I, people like that yeah i know yeah. i i remember uh one of the times i think we were uh I think it was that day that it was the day that they were shooting those, they shot those 300 rounds. I think I was there with you guys. I was doing handhelds uh-huh. using the handheld 60. That was a, that was a long day, man. That yeah. was a, it was an interesting day. You know, we were basically just running around or I also that other time where we did that baited ambush. Remember? Yeah. With George. Oh my God, George. That's what I was talking about. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I was, that I, was I guess I was trying to get too much into it, but like, Yo, fucking George. We, so one of the bodies we decided just to take with us. I think it was so me and uh, me and Dane Bur. Oh, sorry, fucking throwing names. Me and Burgess, whatever. Fuck it. Went out. <laughs> can just, you? Can I have a question? Can you get in trouble for like if you said something on here that's that long ago? If it was something that shouldn't have happened, could you get in shit for that now? It, I don't know. <laughs> I've thought about that a few times when you're talking about stuff. I'm like. I, I, I don't know the rules and shit, I but I feel like right now what I'm saying is probably the most candid I've been though. So this is, I think if you're still in the army though, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've wondered just cause Kevin on here and you were on another podcast too, talking about stuff and I don't know the rules. I don't know all that shit, well, yeah. but on the other one, he was asking questions. So I just figured he was comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, and and it's not, it's wanted. not a, a comfortability thing. Fuck that. I mean, yeah. you're, you're just speaking, you're speaking, but I, I just wonder. Because like, I have no problem with what you talk about. I mean, right. it's it's your fucking experiences. Yeah. But I think about like, could that ever come back? Like, if there was something that shouldn't happen that happened, could right. that come back on you? All or this, is there, like, all this was legit. I mean, like with yeah. with old George, 
he's probably what 16 maybe 15 16 yeah he was a young young guy teenager yeah and uh so one of the other guys we had right when it kicked off it was kicked off with like an, a couple rpgs and then oh, like he put such a tight group into that kid's chest he was beautiful three rounds just like dude it was so tight like damn and uh, he had crawled somehow right in his chest, and he somehow still crawled, I don't know, 40 feet. But so me and, you know, another guy go and pick his body up. And when he fell, his little, they have like this little like thing of like cologne or perfume in their pocket, and it broke when he fell. If I just, I can never get that smell out with that perfume on a like dead strong musk. That, yeah, the musk, dude. It was like a musky smell along with his dead body. And we were carrying, like, God damn. And then we had to, afterwards, we threw, yeah, we went and threw him in the, the bag and in the truck. And he sat outside in that bag for a few days before his mom came to get him. Oh, and like, dude, he stank so yeah, bad. Because I remember we were curious and we were like, I wonder what he smells like and looks like right now. It was like five days later and it was like death. It was just disgusting. Like, I would say that was one of our first experiences. I mean, my first, not, I would, yeah, probably like our first up close experience with, with something like that. Yeah, up close. I, I think we were prior, there somewhat. prior to that, I'd been in, I think, two solid firefights, and the rest of them were just the cop getting shot at, which that happened almost. I feels like almost almost every day, but, um, but yeah, that was that was the first like real, real, big one, and it was that up close with dudes, you know, too, which I said that's yeah. why it was so important that like, we had the mortars that day. Cause out of nowhere, you had all these guys coming out of nowhere, and fucking Randy almost got shot by the saw gunner. Like, <laughs> dude, I still <laughs> they shot a goat or a lamb or something. Yeah, they like were that. shooting the saw, and like someone was some. I don't want to mention his name too, but he, I love this kid. He was standing right behind me, and he watched me shoot that battalion commander, and uh, and he was supposed to be like the rear security. He was a grenadier. And he's sitting there watching me just like over my, literally like over my shoulder, like, whoa, like, and like he was the one later that was like, did you see how loud, did you hear how loud that guy screamed? We heard it over everything. Like, cause I, I think I shot him in the stomach or something. And, uh, and I was like, actually I didn't, but anyway, it was just funny cause he was doing that. And there was like guys sneaking up behind us from that little hut that no one noticed. Cause he was over your security. He's part of it. And, uh, and he, I think he ended up sending a couple rounds their way. Eighty <laughs> rounds, but, uh, yeah, dude, that was, yeah, you're right though. That was probably the first big one that baited and that worked afterwards. They're like, man, this really works. Yeah. yeah. Cause then, yeah, then so essentially they were like hanging out in a hut. They were basically over in, I guess, a, you know, like at night they went into like this, uh, abandoned hut and, uh, I guess baited us, you know, I wasn't part of like the baited party or whatnot. And we walked up and, you know, we had anticipated that they would see us and then they would try to shoot at us, mm -hmm. not knowing that these guys were in this hut, just waiting to just, just drop them. You know what I mean? And, uh, so that's what happened. And I even remember telling one of the guys, because we were somewhat barely into the deployment at that time. I remember telling one of my guys, one of my mortars, uh, Hey, uh, all right, probably gonna probably gonna get shot out here a bit. So just be prepared. And then we were. It was kind of on cue, right? So they got there. They shot RPG or whatnot, and yeah, they, they went over our heads or whatnot. And then, dude, I was terrified when that happened because I knew, like, we had saw it because you see like that white smoke, right? And we saw it go your guys's way, and immediately I was just like, like I was like, oh, they're help us. I gotta help them. Like, no, you're a bunch of grown men. But I was like, 
like we knew you were about you were about to take contact being the bait, you know. And when that one that first one went off, it was like, oh shit! Like I hope they're okay. So I'm glad, yeah, I was glad it went over you guys' heads and everything. And yeah, um, yeah, it was crazy. And then uh, yeah, tried tracking some guy down. We tried tracking some guy down. We followed some blood trails and whatnot. Didn't find him for the life. Yeah, I remember. So that guy was. I remember that. That was the guy. I still, I still think this is the most impressive shot I ever made in my life. He was a big motherfucker for Afghan. He was like, he's well over six foot. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, caught him in the calf um, while he was running, and then yeah, late you tried tracking him down. He had gone over a wall, but we had found out later that because ISR had picked it up, they carried him like in a wheelbarrow or something, and then he made his way to calf, being like, I was just, I was just tending to my land. Like, no, you weren't, motherfucker. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he showed up like for help. Later on, yeah, they took him the calf. Yeah, yeah, yeah but the, the the bait team, yeah, they were like trying to track this guy down or something. And mm. yeah, uh, there's this guy that I was, uh, he was a motorman, right? So he was like one of my guys. So uh, I, uh, he was kind of kind of timid. I'm not gonna name his name either, but he was kind of timid, and uh, you know, just kind of lacked. Eh, he wasn't a very confident guy. So we were tracking this guy down, and uh, one of the other platoon sergeants was like. Uh, don't worry. Uh, when we find him, I'm gonna get you a control pair. You're gonna be all right. So basically, <laughs> when he found him, he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna go ahead and, uh, you know, go ahead and not put him out of his misery, but you're gonna go ahead and give him a control pair or whatnot." Yeah, right. Make sure he's uh, secured. Yeah, he's not a threat anymore or whatnot. So. <laughs> yeah, like everybody does that. Like, well, I actually, I don't think I ever did. No, I didn't. Absolutely did not. But like, you know, when guys it's allowed are... still, huh? Is it allowed still? Can you do that still? I don't. I don't know. There's like, a rule behind it, right? It wasn't it started in like World War II or Vietnam. You walk past a dead yeah. body, you shoot it twice in the ass to make sure it's not faking or whatever. The yeah. controlled pair, yeah, yeah. I never did the controlled pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know somebody like that George guy. Somebody hooked him up whenever they got to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, there's no confidence. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think if something like that can boost your confidence, I don't know. It could go one of two ways, right? I guess so. Yeah. You're going to have a big confidence booster, or maybe you're not. You're going to have more problems after that. But, right. Yeah, man. That was an interesting day. Yeah. No, and there was, yeah. There was a few like that. And there was a couple I remember I missed out on. I always felt like I was so like anxious if people were going out and I found out where they were going and I wasn't going. I was like, for some reason in my mind, I was like, if I'm not there, I can't help. They need my help. Yeah. You know, like it was just, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I remember, cause I remember that one specifically where the, uh, I can't remember what platoon it was. I can't I remember if you were with them or not, but they took contact and ended up having to run up. Like everyone, it was hot as fuck. It was like over a hundred and everyone was like sprinting up this goddamn, that one hill. Oh, I was there. I was okay. There. Yeah. I spent that goddamn hill and everyone was just like dying out of breath or just, everyone's dehydrated. And then a dishka from like a click away starts firing on everybody on that hill. Like, fuck. Like, yeah, it just sucks. Cause that's like one of those yeah. times where it's like, you need someone with a scoped rifle who can see what's going on where they're taking a the contact from and do something about it. It's like, it's where I feel like shit that I wasn't yep. there. You know, like, God damn it. Like, yeah. Extreme FOMO. Randy was, there. was he? Okay. Yeah. I think he was, I think, I think he was there. And all, and you, yeah. And the other, the other, the other sniper, no, that guy. You know, yeah. So he was there too. So uh, 
but yeah, I remember it, man. Uh, I remember we were, we were we were sprinting up the hill. We were, we were coming from like a, that little school where the police would hang yeah. out sometimes. Yep, yep that's cool. Yeah, so we were sprinting up there. I don't know why we did that. That seems kind of. I don't know why we did that in the first place. I think because there was people up there. Um, they had like a what do you call it, like a little op up there or something. Okay. And, uh, I think we went up there to kind of I guess help them or whatnot. We could have just stayed at the school probably, but uh, but anyways, we stayed there. We went up there and yeah, man, they're shooting at us with with some kind of uh, long, some kind of machine gun or whatnot. And you could see the rounds. Like I guess it was coming from kind of far. They were kind of just kind of like skipping off the ground here and there. And then um, eventually, I think they dropped a, a 500 pound bomb on them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the military oh, loves dropping those big ass bombs on one dude in the dish, good dude. Because <laughs> remember how many times we'd be in the co- like the talk watching a guy placing an IED around our a- in our AO, and like, yeah, they're gonna drop a five hundred pound bomb in this guy. Just watch, yeah. and we'd watch it. But it's like that's a whole lot of money <laughs> for one dude. <laughs> that balloon would catch a lot of people, man. That uh, that balloon that had the can't forget what it's called, Peaches Peaches balloon or whatnot, something like that. Yeah, it would catch a lot. I remember they, they, they saw some kid, man. He was trying to like, what they do is, I guess, uh, you know, because the, the, the IEDs, the pressure plates, they have their battery. They have some kind of a battery or whatnot, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the kids would go and uh, if they knew we were going to come through there, they saw us walking, they'd send like a kid or something to kind of like go and uh, plug them in, right? So uh, I don't know why he was like jumping on it to test it out or something. <laughs> I guess it's like, it blew them up. And they started yeah. crawling and something like that. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, I remember there was a couple times where they we had the you know Afghani guys that uh, military had brought in kids to our cop. Yeah. It's like you knew they weren't going to make it, but we flew them out anyway. You know the calf, you know like God, these little kids just coming in with like missing legs and shit. You know like it sucks. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I remember they would they would they would beat the shit out of them, man. Yeah, but, uh, they caught people. They, I I tried to go over there for something one time. Had some guy in a, had some guy, had some guy in a restroom, man. They were just, uh, they're trying to, they're beating the shit out of them. They're like, no, Mister, go, go away, Mister. You don't, you don't need to be here. Yeah, yeah, dude. They're, they're, they're rough. I remember that one time we almost got in a fight with them over water. Oh yeah, yeah. I was getting rough. Like they're pulling out their AKs and shit. Like it was like streets of Chicago, fucking and the cop, dude. Like oh shit. Then these are guys you're supposed to be working with. Mm-hmm. We live together. Yeah, 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 man. That's a that's a. I don't know whose decision that was, but I mean, it, it, that's a. That, there's a lot. Of, I, I don't know. About, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable with it, but I guess after a while, you're just like fuck it. I mean, uh, there was, I think, somebody in our brigade, right, that got uh, killed, uh, or not brigade? Yeah, in our brigade, they got killed, right, uh, in a different uh, battalion or whatnot. Yeah, it, I think of, it was uh, that. Ancop. Yeah, I can't. It, what was it called? Strike? Not strike. Um, one, two, four. It was the one we would look at at night. The only thing you could see on the ground level was that hill that had a cop on it. It was all lit up, like super bright. I'm pretty sure it was that. Uh, I can't yeah. remember what that was called though. But yeah, it was this weird. It was this weird cop that was on the top of some massive hill that just had tons of T walls around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny, man. That's interesting, but yeah, that's 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 horrible, man. That's why I didn't, I didn't like I didn't like living with those guys. But yeah, you know, what can you do about it? You know, you got no say in the matter. <laughs> yeah, just do what you're told. Seriously. Be vigilant. Stay strapped. 
<laughs> yep. That's a, yep. That's it, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty. That was the uh, the wild west of Afghanistan. Cause there was so many. Yeah, just so, so much so much shit that happened. It was just crazy. Yeah. I remember uh, this is kind of like uh, something that I remember uh, kind of vividly. So like we would uh, occasionally we would go to maybe Kandahar, which isn't very far. But uh, I don't te- know how far it is. How far was Kandahar from where we? I were think at? technically it was only forty miles. It just took two hours plus to get there. So like we would go to Kandahar. Right and come back, get supplies or whatnot. And I remember when we would get into our area, like all the other roads were like badass. You didn't see anything like that, that was out of the ordinary. But as soon as you get to our area, burning cars on the burned cars on the side of the road, uh, all kinds of shit like that. I was like, man, this is like some uh, some Mad Max shit over here. That's well, yeah. I was... Remember, every we only remember we had two solid interpreters because they were from the U.S. Right? Yeah. Every yeah. every last interpreter we got that was Afghani, they wouldn't tell them where they were going and they'd get there and they'd say, we're on Tulacan. Like we're not going out. Remember they wouldn't, they refused like send us back. Like they would not, they knew that we were at and they knew it was fucked up. They'd be scared as fuck. Yeah. Like you get there and it's just like, yeah, it's dude. I remember that one time I just remember this. <laughs> like I think it was you and me and uh, Randy, I think and some other people, they sent us to Zanga bad. It was like our battalion the battalion fob and we stole a bunch of shit. Yeah. We just went and stole a bunch of supplies. Like we stole like, it was like a generator or something. Like, like tried to steal like, Oh yeah. I remember that. We, we stole some. Remember that. We Randy st- and, and McGurl. Uh, yeah. McGurl, I think said, uh, I don't know. We just grabbed it and took off. <laughs> they still, they took what they took was one of those like wall AC units. And they're like, we don't have anything to plug that into. Dude. You just stole a bunch of shit. We can't use like, <laughs> out of all the shit you've talked about this is what's going to come back and get you yeah still, theft in afghanistan oh, oh, oh. we stole we stole a bunch of cookies and like it's for official use it's just somebody uh somebody was uh <laughs> accounting for it and probably couldn't find it afterwards yeah <laughs> this is good what, what's the time right now uh, six after oh wow good. yeah something like five ten yeah that was funny man that that was interesting and like you go to these bigger cops they have more amenities you know what i mean so the bigger cop you go to they're gonna have like a lot more stuff so i mean they're gonna have better chow they're gonna have better drinks and have ac all kinds of stuff where you go to a smaller cop it starts getting more ghetto so yeah no dude we <laughs> were structured we're as ghetto as it gets we're like washing each other on pallets <laughs> i still remember that one time dude yeah Dude, fucking Kinsler, like, like a Kins, one of the many like you know, you know, amazing Kinsler stories is me and Yabar just bullshitting with him. He's just butt naked on this pallet, just like washing himself because he had gotten this new shampoo someone sent him that smelled really good, <laughs> and it was like this body shampoo. Oh, so he wanted, like, yeah, run, yeah smelled super good. And he didn't want to share it, and uh, and uh, and uh, first sergeant and company commander come rolling up on this little like gator. And he doesn't even like flinch. He's just like staring right at him. It's like, so go on, sir. Just like dick hanging out. Like, <laughs> and they had like, and I think they both just play, kept on playing to it because it was funny because they had a legitimate, like serious conversation for like, what was it? 10 minutes while he's just facing him just butt naked. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. We should probably do that. And just like, dude, and they were just like trying to make it awkward. So just staring at his eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I remember that. I think it was like orange jasmine, 
or something like that. I think his wife would send it to him so he could smell like, uh, it's like, I don't, I don't know, something like that. So he could smell, I guess, smell the scent of a woman or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It was fun. Man. It was good shit, though. But yeah, man, I remember it was ghetto, man. It was, uh, we were washing ourselves in, uh, like, with, with, with water bottles, uh, you know, uh, shit, man. I mean, I think for a good while we were doing that, right? I remember, I remember one time, uh, uh, I don't know, we had Porter Johns. I don't know, we always had Porter Johns. But we had Porter Johns, Porter Potties or whatnot. I remember one time the, the Afghan dude uh, that did it, right? Like, he didn't, I guess they left the truck there for some reason. Uh, so then I, uh, they're like, Hey, somebody's got to suck the shit out of the Porsche shooters, man. So I did it. And I actually started throwing it back into it. Cause I didn't know how to operate the no. thing. And then, uh, I was like, fuck. And I got shit on myself and everything. I was like, fuck, this is disgusting. Yeah. I was like, all right, fuck it. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. It's, um, I, I mean, burned shit before. Yeah. Man, I did get better obviously. Cause eventually the engineers brought yeah. in what those two shower stalls. And yeah, yeah. the shitter truck guy, which was super, he was super cool. And, uh, um, like he stayed with us because the last one went, would go home every once a week. And so they, they cut his head off. So this one just lived with us. He's like, fuck it. I want to die. I was, I was going to ask like, <clears throat> how's it work for people that are from there that become an interpreter or do anything to help you guys? It's just like when native Americans helped the white guys, you know, as interpreters mm-hmm. when we had the, you know, native American wars going on. They are considered as less than equal, so, like yeah. a traitor. Yeah, exactly. Because I, I was Same wondering, thing. like, what do they do when when if they caught them, they'd scalp them and kill them. Like Same when, thing. When their job's done with you guys, can they even go back home? Like they will, um, as long as they can try to remain, you know, somewhat um, hidden, I guess. But do, do they pay them pretty well? Is that why they yeah. do it? Yep. Yeah, they're trying to figure the families. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The American ones get paid really well, man. Yeah, the, the ones that are from there, uh, probably not so. Much. Yeah, yeah. I've right. always, I've always wondered because I mean, obviously, yeah. they're like being a traitor, quote unquote, to their people and helping the Americans out. So I've, I've wondered, like, what happens to them? Right. Yeah. They try to go cut their heads off yeah. if they find them. You know, um, it's a wild world. I remember they found this guy, man, who was uh, burned on the side of the road one time, right? Like wrapped yeah. up and he was burned. Yeah. 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 I forgot about that. Right by our cop. Like, they threw him on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. That's gangster <laughs> yeah. shit. That's gangster right. shit right there. Yeah. Burn his that ass up. mafia shit right there. Man. Some cartel uh, nautical stuff, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And like we were talking about, people here think they got it rough when they're sitting in traffic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Perspective, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we, yeah. We, it was, part of it was cool. Part of it was cool because, like, you and I, you know, we got along really well with the ODA guys. Cause they were like, oh, yeah. cause we earned the respect really quickly. Cause we weren't just like pussing out firefights and just not doing anything. So we're like, these guys are badass, you know? And so were you and I specifically, yeah. they were just like, we just go hang out with them. And they gave me a gun oh. and like a, a cool guy gun and some other bunch of ammo and shit. And they're always helping us out. And it's really cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. It was really, man. I remember, um, uh, uh, I, I think we would, I went to go shoot mortars with one of them once. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to help him out or something like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Because uh, we were shooting more a lot, right? I mean, uh, handheld, basically. So by that, I mean, if nobody knows, I guess, for people who don't know what handheld is. So basically, uh, you can shoot a mortar system like uh, like you can set it up how Kevin was talking about earlier and shoot from a distance where he gives you, for instance, uh, 
I don't know, like if he's somewhere, uh, he gives me a grid, his grid and a distance and direction, and I'll go off of that. Or I can have a handheld system where I'm kind of just kind of winging it and I got to kind of estimate the distance and all that stuff. And I just kind of shoot it. And then where it lands, I maybe adjust it or whatnot. So that's what we would do as like a response, whatever we would get shot at and whatnot. So uh, kind of just a good way to uh, return fire and kind of, uh, kind of, kind of make sure that we kind of keep fire superiority or whatnot, but it, it was, that's how we would do it. And it was interesting. I, I love that handheld method, man. Kinsler was the man with the, running the guns back at the base. But yeah, dude, that was, it was a good time. So it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, and I enjoyed the time. Yeah. yeah. Remember that time that uh, Randy was on mid to relief for like 45 fucking days. Took forever to get back. So, like, I was just taking, like, whenever, like, didn't have a mortar mission, I was just, you and I were just going out. Like, you were just my, you know, the second sniper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I that, that one overnight one we did specifically were like, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Because the ODA yeah, team yeah. had just gone out to that same position and, like, whacked a bunch of guys. So our commander was like, let's go see if we can do it too. So, like, we just went out and was like, this overnight mission and did try to do the same thing. It was hilarious. <laughs> But that was yeah. cool. Just like, yeah, dude, just like put yourself on a trip ticket. Let's go, man. Let's just go party. <laughs> it was fun, man. It was fun. I remember that. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I remember just walking around. You could see like in a distance, you'll see like uh, Apache or Kiowas or whatnot. And something you'd hear an A-10 and doing a gun run or whatnot. And you're like, man, this is, this is pretty badass. Like I was like, you know what? This, this is what I wanted to do. Like, I want to walk around here. It's kind of shit. Fucking get kind of motivated me a little bit. Yeah. That was just me. Though. Yeah. Cause every time you hear that, experience. every time you hear that 30 millimeter gun run go, yeah. you know, like eh, shit bag just got torn apart, <laughs> you know, it's motivating. Yup. You do the battle damage. assessment. Yeah. I always tell people that like when you do battle damage assessment on like those gun runs, you just find dicks like dicks and like feet and heads and faces Cause it just rips the body apart, you know, just all the appendages fly off. <laughs> yeah. Seems like, yeah. Yeah. It's not pretty, man. It's not pretty. It's like, almost. I think it's almost like a, like a really bad accident, but not worse, man. I think we would do a, like a, a hide system or whatnot. I, I remember I was trying to wipe this dude's eyeball off. That way I could kind of get a good, clear picture of his eye or whatnot. I was like, yeah, all right. I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's Uncle Sam, man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Somebody's got Uncle Sam's dirty work, man. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> D- disenfranchised American kids. <laughs> yep. But yeah, man, that's interesting times. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the majority of the experiences there. Meeting yeah. People, like, you know, me and Kevin, I think we, uh, since we lived in the same tent, that's why I think we got really close and we went out on a lot of missions yeah. uh, together. So, you know, I think if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have, uh, you know, even with like Kenzer or whatnot, we wouldn't have met or uh, kind of formed that bond that we have now. So, like, I could text Kevin and we'll still be like, what's up? You know, yeah. same, same kind of dynamic between us, you know, nobody's not here, you know, none of that shit. Kind of just keep it real, and uh, you know, uh, that's how it is. Yeah, 
no, exactly. And I, I still yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. And I don't keep up with very many people, man. I really, from the army, I really like, like consistently just you and Kinsler, man, everybody else, uh, here and there, um, I'd say probably get, got the closest with you guys. Um, some of the other guys kind of just, I guess it's like anywhere else too, man. You keep, you get some people you just have a professional relationship with and other people you get a little closer, you know? So, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I would say, uh, you know, like I said, my Kinsler, Kinsler was our, was our section. He was my section sergeant and, uh, he's a smart dude, man. I, I you know, I, I, I harp on, he's probably one of the smartest guys I've met, man. That dude knew a little bit about everything, right? Mm-hmm. He was, a, he was the, the cop mayor and yeah. he was like the section, uh, motor section sergeant, but he, you know, he was a cop mayor cause he was a smart dude and he knew how to fix generators and shit. Yeah. I was like, like <clears throat> you know, like who, like that's so random. Like what the fuck? Like how do you just know how to fix generators out of nowhere? Yeah. This dude's like fucking the full power grid. He's not yeah. a fucking like Christian or anything. I'm like, what the fuck? They're like, all right. Like I don't you know, all, the, I hope all the guys you served with, the one name I've heard multiple times is Mario's. Like yeah. you, you've brought him up a hundred times over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, obviously you guys got, had a bond there. Cause you, I've heard oh, you yeah. talk about other guys, Yeah, but I've heard you say Ibarra about 8,000 times when you're well, talking yeah. about that time. Well, so, we, were, we were partners in crime. Mm-hmm. You hold yeah. a special place in his soft little heart. My soft little, my little <laughs> duty puss. Um, yeah. We should probably wrap it up though. Okay. But all righty, brother. Dude, thanks thanks for coming on and doing this. It was kind of cool to listen to you guys like go down memory lane a little bit because yeah, like Kevin's told me a lot of stories and stuff like that. But it's kind of cool to hear another side of it too. Right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah man, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a good time. Uh, never done this before, so yeah, maybe so, someday we can do this in person. Yeah. Uh, these these fucking Zoom ones, man. It we've talked yeah. about this a few times. It sucks because like you try not to cut each other off, but there's like that lag. And you're trying to like get your word in and it's, it's fucking, it sucks, but it's what we got to do for now. So, yeah. Right. So one of these days, maybe we'll get one in person. Yeah. Alrighty guys. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. It was a good time. I took the day off today just to kind of, uh, uh I was going to take the day off anyways. I use my, <laughs> I use my leave whenever I want. So, <laughs> well, that's what it's for, but right. That's yeah, what man, it's I took for. The day off to kind of hang out with you guys, see what you guys are up to. Uh, it's the first experience for me. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on. And then Kevin will keep in touch with you, but we, we're going to need some things from you to get this promoted. So, yeah, some pictures. Some pictures. Some. You can either email us some pictures. Some sexy pictures. Well, whatever, it, whatever you want, yeah, man. You. Some dick pics, you know. We're down, we're down for anything. Yeah, you can send us some pics to the email, or or we can just rip, rip pictures off your Instagram or both. That's true. But yeah, if, if you have like like yeah, it don't matter to me. If you have like five or six pictures of yourself you really like, send them to Kevin and we'll 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 get them get yeah. them up because I'm sending my, my headshot for when I want to become an actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know it's like Maria Lopez. <laughs> if if you can send them today, that'd be best because I'm gonna try to get this posted by tomorrow. Because <laughs> we, right, cool, we, we were we we recorded an episode. I'll, I'll you, uh... I was saying we recorded an yeah, episode yesterday. <laughs> And the episode we recorded yesterday, the audio was completely fucked, so we didn't get a release one today like I usually do. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get this one out yeah. as soon as we can. All righty, man. Sounds good, guys. I'll keep in touch with you guys. I appreciate it. I like what you guys are doing, man. I, I was listening to you guys the other day. Uh, the uh, uh, 
the one with the black rifle guy. What's his name? Yeah, Evan Haven. Uh, Evan. Yeah, good dude, man. I like their product too, man. They have a good product. I, I love their their coffee and whatnot. But uh, yeah, they have really good coffee. I think you guys have a good dynamic going on, and uh, keep it up, man. I'll see you guys around. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, guys. I'll see y'all later.